Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Myths and Midnights, what it do, what it do? Good morning. Do you like that myth? Yes. Myths and Midnights? Yes. It just came to me. Wow. Yeah. You're creative. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like all the sarcasm. I just had uh, all the, uh, the the shots fired right oh now my, at my soul. Oh, my God. Can I get your autograph <laughs> before you become famous? Okay. Oh, uh, you know, I, I can do that. I can arrange that for okay. you. Okay. Um, uh, just before we leave the show, though. All okay. right. Sounds good. <laughs> we can focus on this. What's up, everybody? I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And you are listening to a Myths and Men podcast, and we are back at it once again. On a Saturday morning. On a Saturday. Your favorite time of the a day. A rainy, dreary yeah saturday morning yeah but you know i like doing this i really do i'm, I'm glad you do you know and I, i'm excited because we're getting some feedback from people listening and and they're giving us some good uh feedback letting us know that what we're talking about really matters to mm -hmm, them and mm -hmm. it and it resonates with them so i'm really appreciating the guys who are um sending us messages either through the e email mm -hmm. or you know guys we know around here who are yeah. listening to yeah. it yeah, they're giving us good books to listen to, movies to watch, television shows. It's a, a plethora of materials that's coming our way. Right. We'll be here for another 100 years. I think okay. so. I think so. We're going to have to figure out how to keep our consciousness going right. and put it in a robot so right. we can... Well, that's uh, what moving. I was thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I don't know. I still struggle with that. Do I want to just leave? You know, Do I want to leave any remnants of me outside of my children? I just want to go, I think. I, done. I do want to leave myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I guess I should too, but oh man. Anyway, we were talking about uh side note, we were talking about Tupac this morning and uh, just a lot of stuff going on. And I was oh, like, you know, yeah. I just sometimes I think, you know, his his tortured soul and then I'm thinking, you know, with me, like, man, do I wanna I don't know, I, when it's all done for me, I just wanna check out, man. I don't want no reincarnate reincarnation. I don't wanna come back as a I don't wanna live another life. I'm one and done here. Unless I come back as you. If I come back as you, then uh, I'm oh, right. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. If I'm the good doctor, then oh. let me live another well, life. that means I have to die? <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, or, I was or, planning on living. All right, maybe a clone of you then. <laughs> right. We'll go that route. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, more gentlemen, I hope, than ladies, but ladies do listen to this too, so, you know. That's cool. We're here for y'all, I guess, you know, to right. some extent. Well, if you're uh, a, a, a female <laughs> listening to yeah. this, probably you need to turn it, the volume up so you're significant other yes uh, can yes, hear yes, it yes. so you'll have a better life there you go all right because the more he knows the better he could live that's that's what we're trying okay. to do here that's our goal right now that's what i do with women who come to see me yeah. i say look you know let's let's talk about this guy let's let's get him back on track there right? you go yeah. that's what we that's what this show is about using arts entertainment music film real life stuff to kind of get dudes on track right uh, and especially today we're talking about mastery so last last week uh, or last episode we kind of jumped into a conversation about mastery mm -hmm. and gave you a broad overview of why mastery is a thing and why it's important yes. um, and why mastery is more than just controlling your ejaculation uh, so don't believe the internet right yeah. and don't overuse Cialis that, yes that was if you did, if you missed last episode please go back and the overarching theme is don't abuse the sex meds. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It'll come back to haunt you. Yes, because we have, uh, I literally, literally have seen guys who have, uh, can't get it down now. Because <laughs> they got, they got it up. They couldn't get it up. <laughs> they thought, they probably thought, well, if one Viagra works, why not take two? <laughs> why not take two? And then you can't see and you're walking around right. with the worst case You're bent over balls. walking right. around. <laughs> That's blue Because none of your clothes level. will fit. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh. another problem for oh another my god day. we All gotta right. get off this subject you, we do we need to get off this subject immediately <laughs> alright well so this this episode we got a real deal conversation about mastery uh, what mastery is um, What? well I guess we don't have to say what it is and we just lay out what it is and you'll get the gist of what it is right. um, why it's important why men need to be on top of their game and how um, this idea of mastery uh, is more than meets the eye, as was be said in He Man. Did you ever watch He Man as a kid? Yes, well, I did. Oh, you were probably an adult when He Man. No, well, I did watch He Man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. More than meets. Oh no, that was Transformers. Is more than meets the eye. 
I just got them all in my head right now. It is more. So, yeah. So, the idea is, like, there's more than meets the eye than mastery. It's not just about sex. It's not just about controlling and dominating in relationships. It's it's a lifelong set of issues and concerns and skill sets that have to be learned so that um, men can be masters. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, one of the things that people, especially guys coming into therapy, ask about, you know, what's the point of having therapy and what's the point of doing all of this work and you know mastery would be the key word that I would give every man that you know wants to do this work on on himself and in self-improvement it's like if I can't master my own life and my own thoughts and my own behaviors I I probably don't have have authority to tell others mm-hmm. what to do or how to live mm-hmm. right so right. it is important now mastery doesn't imply perfection it doesn't imply that we're going to get everything right it it does say that we learn a skill Mm -hmm. to overcome whatever obstacles we have or whatever problems i'm losing my voice but um i think it's so important for men to uh take this on as maybe a a a goal within Mm -hmm. a short time but also an overall goal over life Mm -hmm. yeah no and i mean that's the perfect description of what mastery is about it's a it's goal setting it's um you know arranging rearranging your life it's it's taking an observation a good look a critical look of what you're doing well what you could be doing better what you're doing terribly and making some adjustments um and making sure that the direction of life that we want to happen or the direction we want to go in the ebbs and flows that we can control and be in control of are being intentionally um surveyed put under the microscope adjusted um and 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 righted and you know when when we're not moving in the direction we need to be going so that we can uh live better Yes, absolutely. More fulfilling lives. Um, So what we did is we, uh, one thing we want to explain because we also been getting feedback is just, hey, when we talk about shows or movies or or whatever it is that we don't want you to feel like you've missed out on anything if you haven't seen it or if you haven't watched it or if you haven't listened to the song or whatever we're talking about. So what we just do is use this stuff that we talk about as backdrops for the bigger picture. Right. Right. Um, right. For, for what we're actually talking about and the topic that's at hand. So in any time you see a post, if you see the, uh, the imagery that just comes along with it, like on Instagram or social media, or whatever we post up, don't feel like you've missed out by not having seen or listened to that thing. Right. We just want you to just have some frame of reference for what we're talking about. And that's just kind of why of myths and men is relevant. Cause that's what we do. Exactly. I think that a lot of guys, you know, we've heard it, said, well, I haven't seen the movie, so, you know, how relevant is the podcast to my life? Mm -hmm. And in reality, it's the topic or the subject that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So we're we're always going to come at it with uh, giving you some good information about the topic, Mm -hmm. and we're just using the movies and the music and artists' lives and things like that as a a backdrop to say, okay, it happens out in the real world, Mm -hmm. and it also happens through, you know, what we see on the big screen, Mm -hmm. and you know, art imitates life, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're we're going to be talking about the deeper, the the core issues, mm-hmm. and so don't feel like you've missed it because you haven't watched the movie. Just in, enjoy the entertainment, mm-hmm. and maybe you will watch the movie. Maybe you won't, yeah. right? Yeah, perfect, perfect. All right. All so, right. what well, we decided, uh, we talked about at, at the end of last uh, podcast, we were going to use uh, Aziz Ansari's Master of None, uh, Netflix right. original, as kind of the perfect uh, segue into a conversation about mastery. Uh, the The basic premise of the show is, is a guy who lives in New York, uh, Indian dude um, who's just navigating the world and, and trying to make decisions that he thinks are best for himself uh, while he gets caught up in some, some antics here and there and right. makes some terrible decisions. Some decisions are better than others, but it's just a, a good look into uh, a guy's life uh, universal that doesn't necessarily, just because he's Indian, doesn't mean that no one else can relate to. There may be some certain things that are, you know, ethnically uh, uh, charged or ethnically kind of the the basis of the episode or whatever, or even just you know conversation in the episode. But it's it's you don't have to be Indian to enjoy the show, right? You know what I right. mean? It's it's just a universally uh, good show, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, as they say. Um, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna kind of look at the episodes uh, from the first season. I think there's about ten or twelve episodes, and kind of just give you the title of the episode and give you a brief, good, that, a brief yeah, brief synopsis good, yeah. of what happens in it, so that you can kind of get an idea that hey, yes, mastery again is not just about sex. That is a part of it, right? But there's more elements and areas of our lives as men 
that we need to uh, look into and kind of just make sure that we're doing things well. I know? like that. I like right. that. So you're right. going to give us the rundown? Yeah, yep, sure will. Um, all right, so uh, season again, this is just season one. So the first episode is called Plan B. And I thought <laughs> the episode was ridiculous. It was. It I was did see that one, and I laughed yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like they were talking about pre-cum and like, <laughs> can, whether or not you can get pregnant from right, pre-cum. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then um, why, why does a person need to have plan a plan B? What right, happened right. to plan A? Right, 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 right. So if you if you are unfamiliar with what plan B is, it's basically a morning after pill that some people take when uh, they have unprotected sex, or in this case, protected sex, and it may the condom may slip off or break or something, break, right? Yeah. Um, and so basically the the idea with this episode is just navigating the world of um, sex, unplanned pregnancy, uh, marriage, and divorce, and kind of you know what life looks like when you make the decision to have sex with somebody or be in a relationship that's sexual and things don't go as planned and they could it could it could go one of two ways, good or bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess there's maybe some middle ground too where it's just okay. Um but you know the idea here is like man guys, you know, we just can't you can't jump into marriage or you can't jump into you know, certain things just based on even having a child. Like, you know, you, you, you know, as guys, you know, we encourage you being there for your child and to marry the woman, you know, if, if, if that's right. what, you know, life is heading you, what direction it's heading you in. But oftentimes uh, we meet with guys and they'll become fathers and then become husbands or become husbands because they're going to be a father. Right. And then things don't necessarily go as planned or it puts a lot of extra stress and pressure on them because they didn't go through the proper, you know, channels, which maybe include therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Of of kind of being embracing themselves, bracing themselves for, um, you know, fatherhood and marriage if that's what they choose to do. You know, uh, you bring up a wonderful point because I've been uh, working on something uh, related to the book called King Warrior Magician Lover mm-hmm. by Gillette and Moore. And you know, we look at the archetype. We kind of understand the king, the magician, as the wizard and the and the lover. Um, warrior Warrior, mm -hmm. but we don't really understand the lover and Mm. i came up with some uh i found some really beautiful images of men holding babies Mm -hmm. their their children and uh even yesterday i was um shopping and saw a a young man holding his baby and to me that's that's the picture of the lover it's Mm -hmm. it's not just the guy who has beautiful women on mm-hmm. on his arms it's that you know that's that's hollywood right, right and right. you know yeah. and marketers mm-hmm. uh the real lover is the man who can love a baby and have a child and and raise that child you know towards what we're talking about mastery even mm-hmm. you know um female child male child doesn't matter uh, human beings can have mastery over their lives mm-hmm. but it starts at home and it starts in those very early years so you know we're talking about men who, um, like you said, you don't, sure, you don't want to get a woman pregnant, then have to marry her and then, you know, live with that consequence. Mm -hmm. So be careful when you're having sex and and make sure you're you're not going to get someone pregnant. But ultimately, if you're having a baby, you, you, that's, that's the lover that comes out of us. That's, that's the nurturer that can Mm -hmm. come out of us. And, you know, that's what makes us real men is when we take responsibility, especially for, uh, for a vulnerable life, like a child, Mm -hmm. right? And, and that's one of those archetypes that we're going to talk about in the future. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it's so many, so many details of that episode that I want to go into, but we can't for the sake of time. But right. I, just, just, just watch this show, you know what I mean? Give it a chance. Uh, it might grow on you. So the next episode uh, is titled Parents. And in this one, you're kind of dealing with the relationship of, of men uh, and, their, and their fathers. Um, mm-hmm. In this particular episode, it's about immigrant fathers. Uh, you know, in season sorry, he sits down with his dad. And he has a Chinese friend who sits down. Is it Chinese, right? Was yeah, it? Chinese. Chinese yeah. yeah, Chinese friend um, sits down with his dad, and they just learn stuff from him. They mm-hmm. kind of sit at their feet and learn, hear a bunch of stories that they never heard before. Um, get a better understanding of why they are the way they are. Um, seeing their back, well, hearing their background and kind of visualizing what that looks like, and then feeling like jerks because they're like, oh man. We got everything handed to us, and our dads had to work so hard for everything. Right. You know, we worried about, you know, our Wi-Fi working and our coffees being hot. And they were, you know, they had to kill the, the their pet chicken for dinner. You know what I'm right. saying? And stuff stuff oh, like that. Yeah. And the imagery there with the with the meat cleaver and, right, and, right. and the chicken, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, my God. That was a sad day. That was so funny, though. It was a sad situation. I, I right. Yeah. Sad for the chicken. Right, right, right. Everybody else was okay. Right. And so it's just, you know, it just goes to show like, yo, you know, in order to um, have a a 
part of having a mastered life is 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 talking with the elders, having conversations, understanding more about yourself, understanding your history, your family's legacy, and 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 it builds within you some hope for the future, uh, direction, a motivation, you know, and hopefully we'll send you in a direction like you know what I. I have a bunch, I have ancestors on my shoulders looking over me, you know, and 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 can provide guidance in, in certain ways, and also um, able to um, have something to look forward to, saying, "Hey, man, I want to participate in the legacy that that was before me, or I want to do something different because it was terrible." <laughs> like, right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, I had a bunch bad. of guys in my history that did nothing right. Right, and I want to do something different. Either way, it's motivation. You know, I think that we all have history, and it's important to kind of look back at our family history and find out what where we came from mm-hmm. and it, some of it might be dark some mm-hmm. of it might not be good but we we can also say that you know I'm I'm here I survived mm-hmm. um a long time ago I did the uh uh human genome pro- project which mm-hmm. was they took um uh DNA of 100,000 Americans wow. and um and they started this project it was done with World um uh, National Geographic mm-hmm. So I, I went ahead and I was one of the hundred thousand that kind of uh, volunteered to do the DNA, and you know, and it, it's you get a little certificate comes in the mail and it says, okay, this is what your DNA looks like, mm. and then it says, congratulations, your DNA survived sixty five thousand years, and wow. if you really think about it, like you know, anybody who's breathing and alive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you your DNA survived. Right. Um, because, you know, it could have been killed off. It yeah. could have, you know, you could have not shown up, you yeah, know, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it didn't exist. So. You, yeah. Right. Right, right. So, but so, you know, if anybody wants to feel confident about themselves, think about their DNA showing yeah. up for 65,000 years later. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was just funny. It's just yeah. a way to look at ourselves and to look back. And I lived in the Asian community in New York city for 20 years and I saw Korean immigrants and Chinese immigrants and Indian immigrants and other immigrants from, you know, other parts of the world. And it was always neat to see the grandparents involved Mm -hmm. and the, and then the parents and the children and uh, that generational bond that they had. And so, so, you know, if we're really going to talk about mastery on a deep level, it's important to really look inside and begin to know who we are, you know, and sometimes interviewing a grandparent, you know, is really important or an aunt or an uncle or someone who knew about your history. It's, it's a place to start, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, I know that people think, well, that's, what's that have to do with me getting a good job right now? But it is all about confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, mastery is, is building confidence. And when we really know where we're coming from and understand our history and how we got here, good or bad, um, a lot of a lot of it, if it's bad, it means that, you know, um, people overcame the challenges mm-hmm. because you're still here. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you think, well, I'm still going through the challenges. Well, that's part of uh, life. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's part of mastery, too. Mm-hmm. So so I, I really like that episode because mm-hmm. it was these um, uh, elderly people passing on wisdom mm-hmm. and, you know, and when we have children, then we can pass it on to our children. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. That's what mastery is really about. Yeah, yeah. And even if you're an uncle, you know, right. or a cousin, you know what I mean? Just making sure that you're taking the lead role into giving back and to imparting wisdom um, into the to the next generation. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, the next episode, Hot Ticket. Um, it's an episode about dating. And basically, you know what did uh, TLC say a long time ago? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Uh, stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. So he goes out and he goes and you know, tries to holler at the hot girl. He ends up, you know, getting the phone number, inviting her to a concert. And instead of, uh, he, you know, he had to wait several days or weeks or whatever to get a confirmation that she was going to go to the concert with him. And he put off some girls that probably would have been better suited or, he's, you know, you know, actually want to go on a date with him that weren't crazy, but he comes to find out that this hot girl happens to be the crazy hot girl. <laughs> um, and so it was just navigating that world of once you're on a date with somebody and you find out that they're crazy, uh, how do you get out of that? I think we need to do a show on um, helping men have better radar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your radar is filled, sir. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. when you can spot something mm-hmm. and you ignore it mm-hmm. because, you know, well, you're thinking about getting in bed that night or something, yes, you know, yes, yes. Um, and overlooking all of the, you know, red flags, red flags, <laughs> stop signs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You know, that is so funny. I'm like, man, I'm thinking in my life, like, I have. I definitely ignored a lot of red flags for the sake of what could happen at the end of the evening. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've talked to so many guys that have done that. It's un- <laughs> unbelievable, and uh, and and the and the war stories that you hear. <laughs> You know, I came yeah. back wounded. Right, right, exactly. Right. Literally, I've I've heard some I've heard some very literal wounds. Right. Uh, so we'll place. do a we'll do a show on uh, how to tune your radar. That's it. That's okay. it. I, uh, I'm looking forward to that one already. Uh, the next episode was Indians on TV, and that was basically about selling out. Um, you know, uh, uh, the, the 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 character on the show, basically, he is an inspiring aspiring actor. Um, and so being Indian, oftentimes he'll get casting calls for stereotypical roles as cab drivers or shop owners or whatever, and they want him to put on the accent. And he's like, I'm not putting on the accent. And he has a friend that's like, hey, man, you don't know how to do the accent? He's like, yeah, I know how to do the accent, man. I'm Indian, but I'm not going to do it. He was like, I, the guy with his friend was like, well, I just think of my uncle such and such, and I just imitate his voice. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. And so the whole idea was just the the push and pull of two different guys who are, you know, ethnically the same, one not wanting to do a role or a character, right, and the other one um, having no problem with it whatsoever for the sake of getting that money and getting a check, you know, and getting other roles. And it's, you know, that resonates with me just, you know, as a, as a I guess, minority, you would say, in, in America and, and oftentimes as a black male having to tone down my blackness mm-hmm. because... Uh, I had a, I have a guy that I see and he was like, you know, I, I do custom service and I'm over the phone and no matter how I speak to somebody, if they don't like what I have to say, they'll call back and complain and say, hey, I talked to that black guy and he was X, Y, Z. And one, they don't know he's black and sometimes he may lie and say he's not just to see what their reaction right, is. Right. But the idea is that because of his voice and the way he sounds and he got to the point where he was like, you know what? I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you managers. Just listen to the tape. Play back the tape. Did I say anything wrong? No. Did I give the right information? Yes. That you know, it goes through this list of things that say, "Yo, it's not my, it's not a me thing. It's a them thing." And then he gets hit with a, "Well, can you just say it a little different? Can you just sound a little different?" You know what I mean? Right. And it's just you know, it's it's not the exact same as you know we call it blackface or coding or code switching. But it, I mean, it's in the sense it's like you have to be something different in order to please someone else or to you know not be uh, harassed or you know belittled at your workplace and same thing for Aziz's character in this show it's like you know I'm not going to put on this this brown face and pretend and and put on this accent for the sake of making money you know I I think that's important so for guys out there who can't relate on that level let's just say this authenticity is really part of being um to having mastery Mm -hmm. and it's really learning to be authentic with ourselves Mm so you know not not selling out, not compromising who we are. Um, you know, maybe um, you know, being able to be recognized on a phone mm-hmm. uh, call at, because of dialect or accents or or ways ways things are said. Mm-hmm. But but if you take that and and you use that analogy for other parts of our lives, when mm-hmm. you know we're asked to uh, do things differently because we're supposed to be a strong male and we're mm-hmm. supposed to um, know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we basically put on a show, we front people, mm-hmm. and, and we're fake, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so if you can't relate to the um, cultural piece, mm-hmm. relate it to are you real? Yeah. Are you, are you authentic with mm-hmm. yourself and others? Mm-hmm. You know, and, or are you putting on a show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even you think about it, guys that um, have relationships maybe with their dads or other people, and they go into careers or they go in directions of life that, they wouldn't normally because they're feeling pressured from their father or their grandfather or, or, you know, history. I know guys that are like third generation this or third generation that. And they're like, man, I really don't want to be an accountant or I really don't want to be a police officer. I really don't want to be going to the military. But, you know, that's what our family does. And it's just like, is that what your family does? Okay, cool. But is that what you have to do? Right. You know, and so there's a little bit of sellout in about, you know, in everything. There's there's areas where we can always find ourselves selling out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, the next one was uh, titled The Other Man, and it's pretty cut and dry. It's about adultery. <laughs> you know, there's no way around that. Should you or should you not sleep with a married woman uh, and the, the fallout thereof? Uh, and I won't spoil it for you, but, you know, it's about adultery. So <laughs> That's pretty straight up. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just, again, one of those life decisions that, you know, some men are faced with. You know what I mean? That was, you know, being transparent, one of my rules in life. I almost I took a Vegas trip as a I think I was I don't know 26 or something like that 
went to Vegas and uh, I had an opportunity to be an adulterer and I had no idea. Uh, I, I met a girl. She's buying me drinks. We're doing, you know, having a good time. And uh, I decided that I wasn't going to go to her room afterwards. And then, you know, we exchanged numbers or whatever. And then she texted me out of the blue one day and was like, yo, my husband is such a da 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking like, what? Your husband? <laughs> when were you going to mention the fact that you had a husband when we was out taking shots and kicking it in Vegas? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like I, if... Like, I just had a rule in my singleness. Like, yo, if there's one thing I'm not going to be is an adulterer. Like, no judgments, guys, if you're listening, if you have uh, engaged in an adulterous relationship, that that was just my own rule. You know, I have a, plenty of friends that are like, hey, man, it don't matter if she's it's married. Good thing single. you didn't go back to the room. You might have been shot by <laughs> right, somebody, you know. You know what it's that? like, <laughs> that was what terrible. are you doing with my wife? <laughs> right. I knew she was cheating on me. Hey, bro, hey, man, hey, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. This was not planned. I'm with other friends. You know what I'm saying? So right. that was a, a mean setup. But it was just like one of those things where I didn't even have a, 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 a I don't even say choice, but a, a dog in the fight. Like, it, if it went down, I'd have just been checked the checklist. You are, sir, now have ruined a home. You know what I'm yes, saying? And that's yes. not something I wanted on my conscience. You right. know what I mean? So. Uh, I think that that is a it's just a thing that that should be taken you know shouldn't be taken lightly. And then another thing, ladies, if you're listening, please don't make men fall into that trap. You know what I'm saying? Give them a heads up, please. Yeah, don't make men shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> please do not do that. That's not okay ever. Oh man. Okay. So yes, adultery. Um, Nashville. It's an episode about dating um, and fixing mistakes. Um, Main character goes on a, 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 a date with, I don't know if this is his girlfriend at the time, but to Nashville, which is great. Like, they found some cheap tickets. Let's go to, to a city we've never been to and just hang out for the day. At the end of the episode, he decides that, hey, I just got to get this barbecue sauce uh, from this restaurant that I, that we went to. And the girl's like, yo, I got to get back because I got to go to a recital. My You know, my niece is performing. And he's like, ah, right, let me get this. We got plenty of time. Needless to say, they get there. It's too late. Uh, they missed their flight. She misses the recital, but the but more importantly, the sauce was available at the airport. Oh, oh God! <laughs> so that, that was a a super faux pas, as they say. Uh, and so it's just like, hey man, sometimes guys, hey, even if it even if the GPS says you might be able to make it, better safe than sorry. Make wise decisions. Absolutely. So you can keep going on those dates because you know that could have been a a, a terrible situation for the long term for him. All right. Um, the next one is called Ladies and Gents. And it's an episode about him embracing feminism. I wish you could have got to that one. Uh, uh, I, I that love, one I need to see. I, I would okay. love your I'll thoughts go back on that. to that one. Yeah, you know, he's just, you know, an actor. And so he feels that on one of the shoots that women are being um, taken advantage of or whatever the case may be. So he has questions. With, there's a lesbian co-star that he has on there. So ask her questions. And they talk about creepy dudes and just different things, what it looks like to, to be a woman or whatever. So he goes on this tangent about feminism and ends, ends up getting himself cut out of a commercial that he was starring in because uh, the director's like, oh, you're right. It will change it up. And so he played himself uh, <laughs> in his search for uh, empowering women. He, he comes to... Uh, emasculate yourself, I guess. In yes, I guess. Yeah, right. right. All right. Cool. Um, next one's about old people. Oh, it's titled "Old People." Um, it's about death and dying, mm-hmm. and pretty much one of the uh, co-stars has someone who passes away in the family, and it just gets him, you know, gets them all thinking about death and dying and what mm-hmm. it means to age. Um, to, to 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 yeah, to age. And one of the parts of the episode, uh, Aziz's character takes his uh, girlfriend's grandmother, sneaks her out of her old folks' home, and they go on a night on the town. And she just kind of enjoys herself, wow. um, and it was it was pretty. That's pretty touching. Yeah, it was it was it was a good episode. Um, mornings, um, this is definitely def- just about living together. You know, the the move in situation and what you what you do and what you don't do, what you say and what you don't say. Hey, uh, if we're gonna live in my place, we need to. Oh wait, well, your place? I thought this was our place. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so those Freudian slips that you know really mean what you what you're saying, right? Um, and just navigating the idea of hey, two people coming together. In an unmarried relationship, because that makes things tricky, because it's like, you know, that's a different element. Like, oh, I can just get out anytime, or, you know, shoot, I fight as hard to remain in this thing, or, you know what, you're right, this is your place, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Just the dynamics of what it looks like to be in a semi-permanent situation that's not really permanent, because either party can kind of check out unless there's a lease involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of navigating that world of, of cohabitating. Um, and I think that was a good one. And then there was the series, the series finale. It was called Finale. Uh, and it ended up actually, you know, talking about the breaking up, the ending of this relationship that uh, Aziz had been or his character had been pursuing pretty much for the, the whole season. Um, and I think that one was just more so, you know, they were at a wedding and vows are being said. And you can see all the different couples in the audience looking at each other like, man, these vows are kind of serious. And I don't think I feel this way about you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like, oh, yes, that reminds me of our times. But more so for him. 
realizing this isn't going the way that I think it should. Uh, and this dude plays the dumbest, like the dumbest. This is so dumb of him. And he thought it was brilliant. He was like, you know what? You know, in the midst of an argument, let's write down on a piece of paper how much percentage we feel as if this relationship is going to work. Right. Right. And then we'll show each other the papers afterwards. So oh. he writes down a number. <laughs> she writes down a number. They exchange numbers. And then he's disappointed. He says 80. She says 70. And she's like, well, 70 still good. He's like, well, it's not better than 80, you know, type of thing or whatever. But, like, uh, when he talks to his friends later, like, yo, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it, al- it almost sounds like that's a good, oh, yeah, let's just do this, you know, percentage game. And it doesn't. That So, guys, that's not a that's not a winning situation. Right. And, look, I, is there a big difference between 10 points? I don't know. You know, no, it's like, yeah. you know. Uh, it's a pass or fail. It's a pass or fail, right? You know what I'm saying? And he was like, well, 70%, that's a C minus. You know right. what I mean? And all that type of stuff. But it's just the idea, you know, having real conversations and being honest, man. If things aren't working out, I see too many dudes that are stuck in dead in relationships and are not willing to get out just for the sake of being in a relationship, you know, or, or not knowing what the future may hold or, you know, or being afraid of what it looks like to be single. And I'm just like, it's, you know, they do say it's cheaper to keep her. That's when old school, you know. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard What's that, that song. What's that called? It's Cheaper to Keeper. That's, it's that's, Cheaper to Keeper. That's, yeah, okay. It's an old uh, rhythm and blues song. Uh, uh, you know, is that... It's Cheaper to Keeper. Is that you know? is that based on 1960s um, but, well, economics? It, it, it might have been the 50s. <laughs> GDP? Or, right, right. It, it might have been. I mean, it depends. In my household, I, I'm not the breadwinner. So <laughs> for, for me, I get some alimony if things don't work out. Well, there you go. That's what happens you marry a doctor, man. You marry up. It's a, it's a weird right. situation. Um, I'm hoping to catch her one day, but if I don't, I tell her all the time, hey, you can leave if you want to. <laughs> But I'm eat good. You know what I'm You're gonna eat good. <laughs> I'm gonna eat good. No TV dinners. <laughs> no TV dinners. So you might as well keep me. But anyway, but yeah. So it's 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 you know just navigating that idea and, and realizing that hey relationships they they do come to an end. And I I tell people all the time like you can't be afraid of of entering into relationships because you're not gonna know what the end is gonna be, and you can't be afraid of ending in relationships because you're not gonna know what your future is gonna be. It's just a part of life. It's a part of the a life cycle relationships death and dying people coming and going and it's just like we can't you can't live life afraid of what could happen especially when it comes to relationships just enjoy the time and when it's over if it's it's over you know right absolutely you know i like this all of these uh show topics basically are outlining different situations that we all have Mm -hmm. in our lives so this is very practical in my in my view and, you know, Aziz is funny, and, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of humor in it. Yes, and, yes. and we all have to poke fun at ourselves mm-hmm. at times, right? But it's so important for men to understand that what we're talking about is really practical. It's mm-hmm. stuff that you do every day or you're not doing you need to, <laughs> that you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, uh, we had a group, our men's group last Wednesday, and, you know, we're at a place where the the guys in the group have really grown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we started way back when, when we started this group, a couple of things that came up was, you know, we have to earn our way through life. Mm-hmm. And life is life is what we make it, what we, what we plan for and what we don't plan for, uh, especially when we think that life should be easy and life should just happen. Mm-hmm. In reality, we have to make life happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so mastery is all about that. It's about uh, choosing uh, making right choices, making healthier choices, mm-hmm. making informed choices. Um, I can argue with a lot of guys. Now, I never want to downplay someone's depression. Right, so right. let me just say this up front. Depression is real. Uh, depression can, is debilitating, can be very um, hard on uh, individuals and their family members. So depression is really real. But I ask guys to think about if they're, if they're coming in and they're saying they're depressed, um, depression looks like this in many ways when everything's going well and we still feel that malaise, that emptiness, that feel down. We're not quite sure uh, if we have any meaning in life or a purpose. We, we, it's just a low, a, a low point in our lives. That can mean that everything else is good, but we're just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. What I get from a lot of guys, though, is that they've made poor choices in their lives and they're living with the consequences of those choices. Mm-hmm. And that's not depression, that's suffering. Right, Okay. Right. yeah. And when we make poor choices and we're constantly making poor choices, it, it has a domino effect in our lives. And 
it's important to understand that in mastery, when we're really working on ourselves, that it's about making better choices so that we don't have to live with the bad consequences for our, our poor choices. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that it's important, like in every one of those situations, you know, I like the plan B, you know, because, <laughs> you know, well, I maybe I should, you know, uh, be more be more careful yes right please, got you know to be more careful right exactly um know when to pull out you know yes, it's like yes. um do better job at protecting yourself yeah. but it's always because we make poor choices or not well thought out choices mm -hmm. that we end up suffering mm -hmm. that's deep yeah I, I i get really concerned about this yeah. it's a real topic no it, and know? it's a real issue you right. know what i mean it's is as light as things can be but and you know we can make light of things but no it's it's the reality like we are going to have to be subject to the decisions we, we make, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, and we have to take responsibility. And if we can get ahead of these decisions, right, and think through things and, and be on top of our game as much as possible, we can delineate between the difference between, you know, us kind of suffering the repercussions of our decisions or actually being in a depression or being, you know, or having depression, you know, right. clinically diagnosable right. depression. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's let's shift gears a yeah. little bit here and let's give some uh, more specific uh, understanding of, of what mastery is again. Okay, so, yeah. you know, I'm just going to go off um, a paraphrase, a quote from Goethe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically he says, everyone holds his future in his own hands like a sculptor the raw material he will fashion into a figure. Mm. So, you know, um, I, I just think that if we can get this basic understanding of mastery, mm -hmm. you know, we all come into the world and uh, we learn very quickly that um, not everything's going to go our way. Mm -hmm. um, as, as children, we're, you know, coming into the world and... Uh, we, you know, life is bliss, you know, mm. because we don't know anything. Right, right. Right. But the moment we're told, sit down, shut up, be quiet, uh, behave, we're learning there's limits. And mm -hmm. there, and then, you know, then we we're trying to figure out, okay, what are those limits in life? And as a child um, developing, we learn to, that we can do certain things that mm -hmm. are acceptable and mm -hmm. certain things that aren't acceptable. Right. As we get older, especially in adolescence, we, we're trying to find our identity. Mm -hmm. We're trying to find out who we really are on, uh, underneath it all and who do we want to be. And, and, and I think that that's part of adolescent development. Mm -hmm. What we often talk about is the initiated life where men aren't, uh, they, they miss those or they've skipped certain steps in their development. Mm -hmm. So they might have been emotionally stuck at 13, mm. but now they're in a 25-year-old body or a 45-year-old body, and they're still dealing with the same emotional stuff that they had when they were an adolescent. Mm. And sometimes I call it perpetual rebellion. Mm. So they're still stuck in that constant rebellious state, yet they've grown up and they need to, you know, to stop rebelling because that becomes self-destructive, right? Mm. So... As we're growing and developing, we need to understand, all right, well, what is my task in life? What is my purpose? And so part of mastery is really looking into who, who am I? What do I want out of my life? And then how do I develop that? How do I grow from there? Um, I looked at, I've looked at my own life and the lives of other men. And, you know, in, in part with my own decision making from adolescence to where I'm at, I have to take responsibility for every decision I made. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Mm. And again, it's letting go of, of the excuse making that we often do when things don't go our way. Um, and making excuses for ourselves is the worst kind of, it's opposite of mastery. Mm. All right. Um, so taking responsibility rather than making excuses for the decisions we've made and the way we even think. And so with Goethe, I, I, I get from this quote an understanding that, you know, life is like clay. We, we have our, our lives in our hands and we get to shape it to a degree. Now, I know there's environment and there's, you know, uh, other factors, accidents that happen and things that we don't we can't prepare for. So those are the things out of my control. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm I want to know that when things like that happen, I can at least address those things, stand up uh, for what is right and what's healthy and, uh, and be able to navigate through all of that. But in reality, um, 
out, things outside of my control, the things that are, that are in my control, if I don't take control over those things and work through those things, then I'm sort of like this canoe floating on a river and um, but I have no no paddles, mm-hmm. you know, so I can't steer this canoe. It's just bouncing off rocks and and um, trees and things like that. And 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 that's what I see a lot of guys doing doing is just, well, this is life and this is what life has um, brought me. But in reality, we we can take the paddles of life and we can steer that boat. Mm-hmm. You know, the river may take us. It's you know, we're going forward. We're not going backwards. And we're all going to get older and we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we'll talk about in the future. But I, I can choose by using the paddles, by making choices and dis- decisions for myself that are healthy and informed. Um, I You know, I can steer. I can navigate around the rocks. I don't have to hit them head on. Mm-hmm. I used to say guys go through the hard school of hard knocks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and they don't need to do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, stop getting concussions, so to speak. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. basically that's where we're coming from when we talk about mastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, you, you hit it on the head, man. Like, like, you know, the quote is saying like the, the skill to mold, um, and to 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 make something of your life is something that is learned. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Either you know socially or through your family, through your parents, through you know social interactions, television, whatever. Um, but it also has to be cultivated. You right. know, and if if we if we don't do a good job of cultivating this, we can blame everyone else all day long. But we have some responsibility of our own to 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 till the soil. You know, and to to have the things grow that we want to grow, and if there's weeds, to pull those weeds. Um, and and again, we can become you know uninitiated men and just be old dudes who haven't learned life lessons or haven't reflected well on what we need to be doing different, and just let the weeds grow. And eventually, those weeds will choke us out, or you know, keep the the things that are actually planted that need to flourish from doing so. Absolutely, you know that reminds me of. You know, we talk about the hero's journey mm-hmm. and, you know, first of all, we have to be willing to leave the Shire, leave the mm-hmm. comfort zones in our lives. And um, we pass the gates mm-hmm. and then we find a mentor. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it, it's one thing to find a mentor, but, I, you know, I love your analogy about till the soil. I grew up um, uh, as a teenager in the Midwest on a farm uh, with my grandparents and, I mean, uh, I lived with my parents, but the farm wasn't more more than a mile away. So mm-hmm. I used to walk there and help my grandfather till the soil. And every year I drove those tractors. Um, you know, it's kind of fun to think about uh, those things. I drove combines and mm-hmm. things like that. So I, I, I have a real understanding of what it means to mm-hmm. every year drop the plows and till the soil because you're going to plant. And, and for men, especially in this world that we're living in, you know, that that's a question of being teachable, Mm -hmm. you know, um, am I teachable? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not teachable, um, uh, then I can't add new information. I can't grow anything. And so it's so important for men to understand that the beginning of mastery over your life is to, uh, sometimes, uh, and please forgive me for saying this, but shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And, um, let someone, help you and teach you the way you need to go because you know we don't know it all mm-hmm. and that's not what manhood is about we, all, you know right. absolutely not you know um i know i'm a man i know you're a man and we didn't get to where we're at right now by just doing it on our own mm-hmm. you know we needed other men to pour into us and mentor us and i think that's so important but we had to have a teachable heart mm-hmm. Wow. You know? Yeah. And till that soil. So um, uh, nobody can plant into you if you got a hardened heart and you're not going to um, open up and say, look, I, I need this. I, I need to learn and, and just be a learner for, you know, I'm still a learner. Right. Lifelong. Absolutely. Yeah. I I want to learn. I'm, I'm out there trying to soak up I, I'll, I'm the kind of guy who listens to three or four audiobooks at the same time. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, I want to learn. I want to experience the fullness of life. But that's what mastery is about. It's being teachable. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That is, uh, I got something for that drop plow. But yes, yes. No, that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, gee, whew. yeah, I just had a Selah moment. I had to pause and think <laughs> about what you just said, man. Oh, that is, 
if you don't have a teachable heart, what are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? If you're not willing to accept the idea that you don't have it all and be willing to grow, like that's what growth comes from. You know what I mean? Like a seed, a seed dies, you know what I mean? In order for the plant to become a plant. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's the ultimate sacrifice of, of growth is to die. Die to yourself. Mm-hmm. Die to your own way of thinking. Die right. to your own foolishness that comes from not uh, uh, seeking wisdom, you know, and, and not making good decisions. And if you're not if you're not teachable, you ain't nothing. Right. You you know, it's you. I dare you go out in a hard, uh, you know, the fields would get hard over the winter yeah. and you just throw a bunch of seed on top of it. Right. And, and <laughs> right. you know, and, you know, right. and what happens? The birds come and eat it right, all. Right. You know, Thank you, you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, then you got fat birds flying right, around. Right, but, right. But, but no plants. Farmer, right. <laughs> you have to change. <laughs> right. If you want to throw your seeds out there like right, that. Right. So, you know, it is so important to get that mentor yeah. and start looking for men to pour into you mm-hmm. and be careful who you choose. I mean, yeah. no man has to be perfect to be a mentor. Um, some of the best mentors have had rough lives and, and they've learned to turn their lives around. That's what you want to be able to see is yeah. that, you know, they've turned themselves around and they know how to do that and they can share that with you mm-hmm. if you're at, at, at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, what we do is we'll, Give guys some some things to think about, right? Okay. We'll ask some questions and points to ponder, and just leave them with that in the time remaining. Just you know, right. we we've given you the backdrop of what life looks like to be mastered on a daily basis, right? right. With the master none, and 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 realizing that mastery is bigger than just sex. There's a lot of other elements that included that are included in mastery. But now let's give you some stuff to think through. You know, okay. this is where you really need to tune in, guys, and really be attentive to what we're saying and what's going on because these are things that I think are going to lead to greater contemplation, mm-hmm. that are going to lead to uh, uh, finding a good mentor or mentoring others well or whatever that case may be, having teachable hearts. Right, All absolutely. Right? All right, so points to ponder. We'll start off with these points, okay. all right? So every man has the potential to become the master of his life. Sadly, most men do not believe that this is possible. Many men were told as boys that they were not good enough. Some boys were told that they were not worth it. Right. You know? Right. So this is important. So regardless of your prior programming mm-hmm. and how you were conditioned, if you're an adult male right now listening to this, you can start to make choices. And I think that the, this is important to be able to see yourself and Understand that you have the potential within you to master your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and your past doesn't have to define you. It, you know, there's a there was a big billboard at the Atlanta airport that I loved. It said, your past does not define you. It prepares you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It prepares you, yep. right? It's like going to the gym, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you go and you get exercise and, and, you, and you work out. That's the preparation part. Then you want to go to the beach and look good. That's you know yeah, that, right, that's right, what right. life has to offer. Yeah, but yeah. but the point is is that we all have to have preparation. We all have to work at it. It's it doesn't just come naturally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so but to be able to have that vision, I think is important. Mm-hmm. Envision yourself. Where do you want to be five years from now? Where do you want to be ten years from now? Mm-hmm. And then, what's it going to take for you to get there? Yeah, yeah. And and with but without that imagination and that um, that envisioning of how I can become a master then over my life, then um, I'm not going to actually work at it. So this is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, another thing I think is important for guys to understand is that well-meaning and not-so-well-meaning parents, teachers, and other role models may have passed on their versions of the truth that cause you to believe you cannot master your life. You believe them. You now live according to their truth, not your truth, and not the real truth about who you are. Oh, I love this. You know, truth is, you know... um, you grew up differently. I grew up differently. We grew up in different parts of the country. We've had different experiences, and and that becomes our truth. Mm-hmm. Basically, our set of beliefs and our programming that we operate on every day. And unfortunately, we are also a product of what society tells us we should be. Mm-hmm. You know, be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is you know. You can't cry. You can't have feelings if mm-hmm. you're a man. You got to kind of deny your feelings, toughen up, you know. Um, or in in a certain area, you can't you can't make money. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be um, eternally poor mm-hmm. and coming from poverty. Or uh, that other people that don't look like you are bad, or they're you know they're not like us. So you know, it's us against them kind of mentality. And we get all this freaking programming mm-hmm. from 
parents and from religion and from society and 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 we think we're making choices right you know we think we're making wow. but, but we're just operating under old programming and mm -hmm. i just look at guys sometimes and, and i'll just ask them so how's it working for you right you know because yeah. if it if it isn't throw it out mm -hmm. you don't have to believe it yeah. anymore you don't have to yeah. you know let go of it. It wasn't yours to begin with. You know, children come into this world with awe and wonder and, and curiosity. And, and by, by the age of nine, it's all educated out of them. You know, right, so, right. you know, all this truth that we're getting, um, make sure it's healthy. Make sure it's right. You know, when I did my therapy many years ago, I was uh, 100 pounds overweight. And that was all I base, based it on emotional eating and shaming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I got shamed. Um, through religion, I got shamed through other other things, and I would go out and just you know pig out. You know that was my way of comforting myself. When I stopped believing certain things, and I actually said I can I can actually have a better life, and I can believe better things, I immediately lost a hundred pounds within a year. Mm. Okay, that's big. You know, it's just because my body was no longer retaining uh, and holding on to to the toxic shame mm -hmm. that was on the inside just causing my organs to be sick mm -hmm. and i got healthier mm -hmm. right so that's that's a result of changing the way we think right so if if it's not working for you anymore then find a better truth right yeah and the problematic piece of of how people are wired is that it, we will think it's working right 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 like you, you're you being 100 pounds heavier right in your mind, you had, you know, hey, everything's okay. You know what right. I'm saying? But when you reflect and think on it, like, oh, shoot, no, this isn't working, right? And that's the piece where mastery is so important because you have to be, you have to go into those places and figure out what's going on, right? right? And and if, even if you, it's it's a hard piece where you think things are good, but that's why we're encouraging you to process through things, to right. think through things, to evaluate your life and where you're going and what you want from life because you will realize with some self-discovery that you're not. You're not happy. You're not right. okay. You're not doing well. You're not doing all right. And you're living someone else's truth. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All of this goes unconscious. So we're not aware of it until we really bring it up and yeah. start looking at it. And, yeah. and when we're talking with guys in therapy, we often say, well, you know, how did you come about mm -hmm. believing this? And then we go back into memory and then we figure out, oh, yeah, you know, I was 12 years old when I was told that I was worthless. Yeah. yeah. And it, I always use the iceberg analogy where, you know, if you see an iceberg, the tip of what the iceberg is, is it's one percent of what the actual size of the iceberg is right. and all the rest of it is lying underneath the water surface mm -hmm. and so the conscious stuff is like oh yeah i think everything's okay but when we dig into the subconscious stuff that's where you find all of the rest of the information and where all the pieces of the puzzle lie and without that diving in delving into the 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 subconscious you're you're not going to know right and i think i'm saying to say what you're saying is very important yeah, like yeah, we have absolutely. to do that work right we have to yeah. make the unconscious conscious yeah. so then we can then change it yeah yeah okay one more point i don't you know I, this is this might be too much for y'all it's a lot for me right, right now uh but just in terms of just thinking through points to ponder um every man is only limited in his mind what he believes and how he believes will either trap him or set him free most men are trapped they do not believe that they have control over their destinies they do not believe that they can become masters of their lives they do not believe in themselves so they live in truth of the limitations Right. So, yes, it's uh, it's amazing when I see guys begin to do actually undo this. Yeah. You know, they live on the we all live on the edge of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And we we when we when we're willing to embrace the unknown and really go and and say, OK, well, I was told I couldn't. I can't, I can't run fast. Well, let me go run fast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, let me, let me do a marathon. Mm -hmm. Let me prepare for it. it. The moment people, and I see this all the time with guys, the moment we start breaking our limitations and we get beyond that, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, again, I had a wonderful group last week and it was just like the guys were really getting it. Like, uh, you know, um, we're, we're in a place now where we're realizing the way we think really does impact our lives. And so why not think happy thoughts? Why not think good thoughts? Why not think that I can do it rather than I can't do it? Mm -hmm. But we often go for the lowest hanging fruit on the tree, right? The rotten fruit that falls on the ground and say, well, that's my life. Mm -hmm. But in reality, um, we can break those limitations. We, mm -hmm. we can climb that tree and get the higher fruit. Yeah. It's so interesting that 
we we fall for this idea of passivity where we'll just do whatever's easiest or what's in front of us for the sake of either avoiding hard times or avoiding struggle or avoiding even whether it's career, whether it's pursuing women. You know, sometimes they always say that pretty women are the the, the loneliest because guys never try to approach them because they figure that they won't be able to talk to them uh, or whatever the case may be. And, and it's just like, yo, you know, we miss so many opportunities in life because we're not willing to fight for it or go through the struggle or go through hard times or live for the greater later as we say in my community it's, it's greater later mm-hmm. um delayed gratification all that type of stuff because we we just with low-hanging fruit and that's a problem that's why that's why the world is the way the world is that's why evil dictators rule that's why people are oppressed that's why uh you know the the darth well darth vader had powers but we, in, <laughs> in the real world you know the engineers make all the weapons and then the the, the evil guys use them for mass destruction where if the engineers got together and said hey we're going to rebel against this one guy you can't beat us all up you know what right, I'm saying? right, right. we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in but because we have weak men that don't assert themselves, that don't uh, fight for the challenge, that don't fight through the difficult things, that don't uh, press press beyond what's easy. We we have so many destitute and desolate and, and just, you know, just people not doing well because those with power or that become to power don't, don't you know, they, they, they never really fought through things. And so they just, you know, the long hanging fruit, what's easy, what's what's the least challenging thing. Um, they, they haven't built a life to where they're, they're able to stand up to, to challenges and to... I, I see that all the time. And, you know, so I've decided in my own personal life to be an activist, to, you know, um, really uh, get involved in groups and organizations that help men to become better men, mm-hmm. you know. And what is that? Well, we're really just trying to help men to get beyond their own limited thinking, mm-hmm. you know. So, again, it comes back to this truth, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what sort of truth did you get when you were growing up? And are you willing to? Uh, do the work mm-hmm. of mastery it's it's work yeah, yeah. i mean you got to do the work to undo the truth so that you can set your new truth mm-hmm. right so um i think that you know we're going to continue in our next show about mm-hmm. um i think we'll probably be doing another one on yeah, on mastery since sure. we're not getting through it all today yeah right but yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's the reality of it. I think, yes, that's an excellent point that we'll stop off on and understanding that this is work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's as as therapists, as life coaches, and just men, we we understand or we've coming to understand and, and, and still learning that this is about challenge. This is about right. stepping up to the challenges. This is about facing those demons. It's about understanding when we're being misguided, if we can, or doing what it takes to figure out what what where we're being duped. You know what I mean? It's easy just to live and just to to roll with things and to not challenge things and to just be part of the status quo. But it takes a real man to, to you know, you got to make the decision. Red, blue, red pill, blue pill. Right, do you want to wake right. up or do you want to stay in the matrix? Um, and once you make the decision to get out of the matrix, understand that the work is just beginning, you know, and to not fall faint and to not fall short of the prize, to, to hit the mark and, and keep striving. Um, and to know that mastery, it's it's a big deal and it needs to be a bigger deal. And it's unfortunately that mastery as a subject matter or as an intentional pursuit is not something that we get in school. We get taught to learn how to be worker bees in public school. Right. Um, and, and we don't get taught to, how to be masters of our environment, to be masters of our lives. And that's what we're here for. Right. This, this is our goal. Right. Um, so if you're listening to this show, stick with us. Um, because we're going to continue to talk about mastery even after the this little series we'll we'll bring it back in quite often because it is what we do it's it's what we need to do for our lives is to learn how to master ourselves and then you know and then life just gets better i mean mm-hmm. what cho- other choice do i have right. you know right. i mean i don't want to live by accident right. i want to live by purpose live on purpose man yeah absolutely yep. so that's our challenge to you guys man live on purpose live with purpose master your life um we 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 see it every day we think mm-hmm. it's an important thing if you're in the atlanta area come holler at us we'll help you we'll right help you get on absolutely. That, that, that path of mastery and if you're not find somebody mentor therapist you know guru i don't know sage whatever it is that you need to find and and get on track and and start to ask questions and, and find some people that can help you dig into your situation and see what truth you're living um, and, and see if you're, you're, you've accepted a lie and if your programming is bad, 
do something about it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And thank you for joining us on part two of our mastery conversation. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Right. Uh, like us on all the social media outlets. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Find us at the website of MyfsAndMen.com. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitch, Overcast. You have no excuse not to hear us. Right. And right. to tell other people about us. Right. Absolutely. Right. But we appreciate y'all. Please continue with the feedback. Thank Take you. care. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to a Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at ofmythsandmen.com. Our web address is of mythsandmen.com, and again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.